It's the morning show that no one knows and no one is talking about. I said no one is talking about, but if they did, they'd probably say it's the best way to start today with Rach and Dave. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, gather around. It's Friday morning on the Start Today Morning Show. Oh, good morning. Good morning to you all. Thanks for joining me uh, here in the illustrious home studios of the Start Today Morning Extravaganza. My name is Dave Hollis. I live here. I sometimes work here. And every once in a while, we film things here in the home office. My computer's making noises. Don't be alarmed uh, here at the house. Welcome. You're uh, being seen in live, real time, through a phone or computer, technology-based magic from Austin, Texas, or just outside. Uh, I am excited to be here. I'm rolling solo today, y'all. I'm rolling solo because you know what? Ray Ray Hollis, you would not believe what is even happening inside of our house right now. There are 20 human beings. They got here at 6 a.m. They have cameras and lights and a whole host of things for a very, very exciting, we have not talked about it yet, but hold your horses, holy cow, it's gonna be an amazing project that will actually be uh, introduced to the universe not very long from now. It isn't, you know, like I, I got up, went to the old gym. There's nothing like opening the door when it is completely pitch black outside to walk over to the garage gym only to find our head of production, Cameron, who is a, he's a very tall, foreboding man. Man, I walk outside and there he is standing in the dark outside of the door. Oh, welcome. Good morning. Uh, it's blizzarding in places. Uh, it was raining here this morning. I had an experience this morning. Man, it was a, a neat thing. I, you know, like I am a parent of four kids, which is like being a parent of a thousand kids. And I had this experience this morning where I've gone out. I am uh, in real time preparing for a marathon that is going to take place on my 45th birthday. Feels like the right way to actually celebrate 45 years on this planet. Uh, and I'm also training for what uh, will be my first Ironman. Hello, uh, Ironman is coming up in May. So I'm going out, walking out. It's raining outside. Goodness gracious, I have to walk through rain. How will I actually do this? I just walk through it. And uh, I'm in there working out. And I was just, we were at dinner last night after we had recorded uh, a Rise Together episode, Rachel and I. We were having date night. And in the episode, we talked about this crazy thing that feels like is happening in our kids uh, continuing to transition into the older version of themselves and how fast it feels like time goes by when all of a sudden you like snap, look, and realize, holy cow, there's an older human being now looking back at me. Wow, the temperament, their interest in like being the cute cuddler or the conversationalist slowly starts to transition and you realize it's fleeting. We only have a certain number of days with these small people and then they will be gone. And Ford in particular, my goodness, this Ford Hollis, if you don't know him, he's amazing. This Ford Hollis, he's seven now. And there's this interesting thing that happens between like four 
and seven, and every day after seven years old, like four to seven, he's just like the greatest, most like he loving and 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 he's such a creative kid already. He's so unique and so confident, and, but but. He's just in real time in second grade starting to make that weird transition into going from a boy to a young man. Like, not really a young man, but a, but a medium-sized man. And I'm like, yo, what is it like that in just like a snap, all of a sudden, they're just, they go into this new place. And I was talking with Rachel about, you know, she's, man, she understands so well how to connect in conversation with these kids, she, she asks the best leading questions. She asks questions that are really specific to the things that they are interested in too, so that they'll open up and start talking about all the things. And I have tended to be a little bit more of a, how was your day? Tell me about your day. What's happening with your day? And a lot of times lately I've been getting good, fine, okay. I'm like, fine, okay, what are you talking about? And I like I really have been like, okay, I gotta find some better ways to try and connect with these kids, because man, I know they're watching my every move. I know that there is, you know, a responsibility I have as a dad to model for them what it means to grow up and actually show up for your life. Uh, but I also like I wanna connect. And I was like, I was having a little bit of that day yesterday where I was like, am I connecting? Are we actually connecting here? What is going on? So I go out to the gym this morning, back to the gym, right? Out to the gym, walking through the dark, it's raining. And I, I get in there and I'm doing my workouts and all of a sudden, and it's like 6.30 in the morning, I hear this like pounding on the door, knock, 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 and it's Ford, Dad, let me in! And I was like, what, wait, what? In the rain, this kid got himself up, got totally dressed, he's ready for school, and he rolls into he rolls into the gym because he's like, hey, I am ready to have some, some quality time with my dad in the iron paradise that is our garage. Let's go. And he grabs two five pound dumbbells and stands right next to me. And as I'm going through the thing that I'm doing, he starts doing the exact same thing that I'm doing for the next like 25 minutes. If I'm like going down, doing some of that, he's going like it just keeps on Hi, Gabby. Uh, he just keeps on like mimicking the things that I'm doing. And I thought, man, what a beautiful thing that like the day after my, oh man, where's Ford going? Oh man, what is happening with this Ford? Uh, like, I'm, I, I'm like, come on, is there any way possibly to like make sure that I'm still connecting? And here he is, rapping on the garage door, wanting to come out and mimic and imitate and have like a, how in the world, like what is going, and I'm like, thank you. Thank you, universe. Thank you, God. Thank you, like Ford Hollis for having, without prompting, just like having this initiative to want to like come in and hang out. Gabby, you want to come in here? Hold on. Let's get Gabby in here. Let's get she'll come in. I want to say hi. If you don't know Gabby Bernstein, she does some really amazing stuff. <laughs> what is up? <laughs> you are so funny. I love that you just totally hijacked my morning. <laughs> I did just hijack your morning. Hold on. Here's the weird thing. We're on Facebook too, so I gotta swing around and have a You are hysterical. I'm getting on here and I'm like, this is exactly what I needed to hear. Thank you, thank you, thank oh, you. Gabby, what is up? Well, what's up is that I was feeling the same way that you are right now. I was feeling like, okay, am I 
I'm getting busy, I'm doing a lot, and I'm like, am I completely uh, present when I need to be with my son? I have a 13-month-old baby boy, and it's like, am I in that moment fully present when I am with him? And so I've been thinking a lot about this, yeah. and you know, sometimes we want, I mean, I just like randomly tuned in. I was like, oh, Rachel, and there you are. You're telling me exactly what I needed. You are my guru today. You're so sweet. And You're they so show sweet. us, you know, if, they show us what's up. I've been having this, okay, hold on. This is the weirdest thing because I'm not sitting in a chair. Gabby, hold please. I got to pick a chair up. The morning show has no wheels. What else is new? I'm sitting here trying to write a book and I'm like, <laughs> here, I actually have a lot of, I think actually I'm going to have to write about this in the book because I'm writing a whole chapter right now about uh, spiritual solutions, right? So that the book is going to probably be called The Way Through Every Block and this chapter is that's the name of this chapter. And so there's this whole element of just really recognizing that solutions are not going to be found through pushing something, but through pausing and allowing. Yeah. And so, you know, here I was just taking that beat and it's not really like, it's interesting. It's like having a kid is like puts you in this place where you have to recognize your presence more than you have to be fully present more than you've ever even contemplated. And for me, you know, I always struggled with I've, I've struggled with PTSD. So presence is not a quality of someone who lives with PTSD. And I'm, I'm working through it majorly. So yeah. I'm having this opportunity to become new in many ways. But I think it's an important thing for people to recognize is like when we're challenged by this being this small person that's saying that's, that's reflecting that back to us we can have this opportunity to look in and be like what is it within me that isn't fully present yeah it's it's crazy because i started doing this thing it was uh like hey i think i can have some fun with my young daughter her name is noah uh, and we do this weird thing called tea time where like I am sitting down and intentionally trying to just like have a conversation about the things I hope for her to believe before she can believe other things that the world would teach her. So that, you know, she shouldn't listen to what other people think or how important mental health is, is like relative to physical health, like all these things. And as I'm sitting there going week after week, we've done it for almost like four months now, I really connected to this idea of downloading software, which sounds crazy, but like we are 100% like dealing with a mainframe of each of these small humans in our life. And this idea that not only are they watching, but either they will receive the things that we decide to afford them, or they will take the downloads of other people who may have values that are disconnected from ours and have them become their truths Right. It's changed the way that I've thought about like, yo, I got to really be intentional about what I'm modeling because if it's, if it's not me, it'll be somebody else. And, you know, those of us that are in the field of personal growth and development, we're, you know, we're working so hard to help all these people undo the behavioral patterns that were imprinted upon them before the age of seven. And so it's like, you know, as parents, we have to really recognize that we have an opportunity to develop a child to be as free as possible, as safe as possible before they, in those developmental years so that we, you know, hopefully we can put ourselves out of business, right? It's real. 
I that's need- actually my goal. My real goal, and I have to probably put that in the introduction to this next book I'm writing, is that I want to put myself out of business because the next next book I'm going to write is all about reparenting ourselves and really get bringing ourselves back to safety. But I think I really want to write this book with the intention of putting myself out of business. Well, I mean, the crazy thing is, like, I don't know that when you first become a parent, you appreciate that the goal is to actually have them leave your home. Like, yeah. I mean, yeah. I, want, I want these four kids, feels like a thousand, to actually leave this place so prepared with truths that they believe that can't be influenced by other factors once they get out of here. But it's, it's going to be a blink, too. I mean, like four is, I mean, it feels like forever, but we were doing this, like, forecasting what's happening in the next five years exercise around the new year. And Rachel wrote down, which is crazy for my brain, that our oldest son will turn 18 five years from now. Like That's insane. We have moments left with our oldest kid already, which yeah, is bananas. 18. That's so bananas. Yeah, no, I've got I've got um 18 years until then, so I'm pretty good. Or 17 years until you're, then, so I'm, go- you're I'm good. good. You're good. Uh, yeah, I got plenty of time. But but I, I listen, you know, the day that I birthed, the week that I birthed my son, I got a text message from Dr. Shafali, and Shafali said to me, she said, meet your guru, right? And she couldn't have been more accurate that, you know, having a baby, having a person, having to care for life has been my greatest teacher. Yeah. It's and it forces you to look like really in the mirror at your own stuff. Uh, but it's such a big blessing. It's a, it's a crazy thing. It is a crazy thing. So where are you in the writing process? Well, okay. So right now I'm writing, I'm working on a audible original which will, so it's a book that will come out first as an audio book. I love that this just became like a podcast right now. Like I here know. we are. It's fine. I love you. You're so fabulous. You're so fabulous. Come this on. This is like the most fun moment. By the way, just so people understand, you and I have never had a conversation. Never, but never spoken life. before. Like we know each other because of the interweb, but uh, like fan, fanning across the, you know, cyber world is a thing that all of a sudden became a talk show. Good work. Thank you, Gabby. Really good. It's really funny how, but I also believe there's no coincidence in anything. Like I know that, like I normally don't tune in for people's Instagram lives. And then I was like, oh, let's just check this out. And here you were. And then you were saying exactly what I was reflecting on myself and working on myself. And so this is no coincidence. Everybody just has to listen to the intuition that's leading them in the right direction. Um, But yeah, no, and I have some questions for you too, but I am, you know, I think right now I'm, I'm working on this this Audible original that's called, a, I don't know what the working title is, and maybe we'll come up with it now together, but currently it's a way through every block. Uh, but it's a, it's taking the, so there's this Kundalini master, Yogi Bhajan, who brought the messages, the Kundalini teachings to the West when probably back in like the late 60s, early 70s. And he came and he had these five sutras. Sutra is a very simple phrase that you can live by. Uh, and he left us with these five sutras. So this isn't really a Kundalini book, but it's taking the five sutras and putting my modern spin on them. And not even a modern spin, but like how we have to live these sutras. But if I, when I tell you these sutras, you're going to be like, holy crap, this guy was really prophesizing where we would be now. Yeah. And he gave us these messages to recognize that we would need them now in the Aquarian age where we are now. And he could see all the chaos of what was going to be happening at this time. Like he saw that we'd have all the information on our fingertips. He'd see all these people kind of going mad because of the pressure cooker of these times. So we have to be, we have to be in this kind of dialogue. Yeah. Um, 
but I'll give you the five sutras and then we can riff about something else. But the first, the first sutra is uh, recognize the other person as you. Then there, so that's all about compassion and connection and interconnectedness. There is a way through every block, which is the one I was just referencing. There's another sutra called when the time is on you, start and the pressure will be off. So that's about like, like even what you were saying now, it's like you felt the time was on you to start to gain that presence with your child and then boom, you started. Ford came in, it was like, let's go. And yeah. that pressure is off, right? Uh, then there's another one that's vibrate with the cosmos and the cosmos will clear the path. And then that's about meditation and cultivating presence. And then the other one that I love is understand through compassion or you will misunderstand the times. Ooh. The Good, thing right? is like each of those are like, there's such a universalism in each of them. And even if the language is a little bit different, like the way that I would apply them in my life is probably like we're, I think everyone in some ways says something to the effect of the same thing. They just yeah. have a little bit of a different verb language that they're applying to the same ideas. How interesting. I love it. Yeah. And I think that we're all kind of feeling the pressure of these times to start to wake up to these types of belief systems and not just wake up them, but live them and practice them. Yeah. Right. So the whole, the whole audible original is all going to be about like living these sutras, how to live and practice, practice. And there's like different methods. I'm literally like wrapping it up right now. It's, it's due in a few months. Um, I'm going to Australia on Sunday. Yo. So I'm doing a talk in the end of the month. Uh, uh, sorry, February 2nd, I'm going to do a talk in Sydney. And I, it was planned for a long time. I had no idea that this was going to be the time I'd be led wow. there. So it's good timing. Um, it's but, we went, uh, we had like a day to celebrate Rachel's birthday on the back end of a conference that we were just doing. And it was this unbelievably great, like three hours of just hanging out with five people that are really important in our life that happened to be at the event. And we decided to go around and just in this conversation, ask for the group to represent what they believe the superpower of the individual who was in the hot seat was. Cool. And then for the person now that they've been like, hey, told is, uh, hey, this is your superpower. Do you, you know, can, will you confirm this is in fact a superpower? Will you then right. give us uh, some tips on how you, as the possessor of the superpower, unlock it and gift it to the world? Right on. And, right. And so one of them is this person, he runs business develop on, the development on our team, and he is just like, the greatest empathy, he has more empathy than any human being that we Beautiful. have, right? And we were just talking yesterday in my one-on-one -on -one after we had this meeting and, and he asked a very, very simple question. And it was like I was sitting with a therapist because the, just the way that he brings his energy into a room makes you wanna give a longer answer, a more thoughtful answer, a deeper, deeper answer. So when you're talking about the one that's about empathy, it's the thing that just like is triggering in real time because I'm, trying to myself go further as it pertains to putting myself in other people's shoes and being an active yeah. listener, finding myself in the story of somebody else, because yes. this, right, this community that you're jumping into here, everyone here is different, believes different, loves different, is different. Like the differences are part of what makes us great. And one of the things that he said as he's sitting in this circle was that he is listening in a conversation until he gets to the place where he sees himself in the story that someone else is saying. And I thought, man, if everyone could just do that, 
we'd be we there would be so many things that currently are not good that would turn into good just for like the relatability or empathy that comes in that conversation oh. let me repeat that back so i can make sure i got it so he's listening in the conversation until the point where he recognizes himself in the conversation that's right and what does he do then then he speaks up then he's able to have a conversation that comes from a place that is trying to represent the similarities in his own experience that might in that connection afford a richer conversation and an ability for the person who's talking to feel seen in a way that they maybe wouldn't have otherwise been seen. I love it. Right, so that's that's the that's the sutra recognize the other person is you. That's right. Which I which like it just happened to I have to write this down. This story might go in the book. I might quote you in the book. <laughs> You have to be careful when you hang out with a writer. I'll have Brad know. call you. Yeah, I'll have Brad call you. He'd know. It's, but it's like, but of course, like here's the thing. That idea, that simple idea is such an easy thing, but so rarely practiced. And totally. so it's like, if, if we could just get in a posture of listening until we hear ourselves in a conversation, it eliminates jumping to conclusions, judgment, yep. assumption, like a lot of the things that we do in our humanity that gets in the way from us being awesome, whoo, would be just eliminated if we were able to sit back and instead of jumping to or having a defensive, like we're working on the defensive response, just or listen. Projecting. Or projecting. Or projecting, yeah. It's bananas. Or projecting. So that, you know, I think that it's very easy for people often to, to, to do the opposite, to like not listen, but instead like, like hear someone telling a story and then say, oh yeah, me too. But that's a different thing than actually listening to the point where you recognize yourself in it. Like I want to differentiate that for people because I think that there is actually sort of a, an inappropriate behavior that I have fallen victim of at times where I'm listening to somebody and I'm like, oh yeah, that happened to me too. Oh, well, yeah. that, you know, this, no, is no, a, no. this is a learned behavior I learned as a kid and it's, you know, it's not, it's not very cool. It's not that's a cool real. Um, it's real, and it's, not, and it's and it's rough because you know then you're actually not really listening; you're actually just projecting, or you know in some ways like wrongfully commiserating because they're that's not their thing. You know, it's actually not their fault. What's interesting is I, you know, my first book comes out here in March, and one of the, each of the chapters is a lie that I believe that got in my own way, and one of the chapters is I know what you've been through. Yeah, it's this like hubris of. I've got it figured out. I know what it must be like to walk in your shoes. I know what yeah. it must be like. And like, no. And like, I have no concept. I can only hope to every day get a little bit closer to appreciating your experience. Mm -hmm. So it's it's like holding, how do you hold both of those things in a way that- Right, right. By saying, right, recognize. I mean, I think there's also this other thing that, that people can recognize is that there's that suffering is universal. And so while- we have different forms of suffering and different levels of suffering. Um, we all do suffer. So it's, it's not, uh, and I think it's tough because I think folks that have been through difficult, really difficult things can start to identify their, their person, their, I guess their self identity in their suffering, which is a, which is a tricky thing. Um, so it, it's, it's about seeing that, that no one goes, goes through life without some form of traumatic event or a suffering of some kind. Uh, 
but to also recognize that those of us who maybe have overcome those experiences have a great contribution to the world just living and standing in our own recovery. Yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. So, you know, it's a very, very big point. Now, what's the book called? My book is called Get Out of Your Own Way, A great. Skeptic's Guide to Growth and Fulfillment. So, like, I, man, even, like, this, this conversation is something that a three-years-ago version of myself would have really eye-rolled through because I have been a, like, born-and-bred skeptic yeah. through the lens of some, like, traditional definitions of masculinity, through just some fixed mindset kind of wiring. Yeah. And I found myself super, super stuck in a really successful thing from the outside world that I had to leave to find fulfillment in my life. And yeah. the journey from what I knew to what I needed really was disorienting and disrupting. But man, it produced a ton of great fruit. And I decided to try, like Rachel had this book in Grow, Wash Your Face that was in a similar format, 20 Lies That She Believed, that kept her from her greatness. And I wrote something in that same kind of format, but through the lens of a skeptic, because she's a believer, uh, through the lens of a fixed mindset person, as she's a growth person, and as someone who is not motivated like she is. She's got like burning fire of motivation every morning, and I have to do right. it every day. So um, I'm excited. I'm super, super excited about it. Have you used that phrase, what I knew versus what I needed, or is that being used somewhere in the book? It's in my, yeah, it's in there. I was, was going to say, like, that's like the title of an introduction to the book. Like, that's so ma massive. Yeah, like, this I, got, is, yeah. I, had, I got this little tattoo here at the beginning mm. of this journey, which is a ship is safe in harbor, but that's not what ships were built for. Mm. And I continue to kind of come back to this idea where I had docked myself at this like harbor of security and of title and of status and of the things that the traditional world placed value on at the expense of being challenged and growing. Right. And in that docked harbor spot, I was dying on an almost every single day basis, though the outside yeah. world thought it was great. And here I've left. So I, I, it's, a, it's really an allusion to this. I left the harbor that I knew that I put so much value in for the benefit of these waves. Guess what? It's been freaking hard because the waters being rough is not easy. Uh, but I'm way, way happier and healthier and better, a better partner, a better dad, everything else, because of surviving the chop, as it were. Yeah. Do, do you find that, I mean, you guys obviously are in dialogue with a lot of uh, successful people all the time. And I think most folks that have had some uh, experiences of success in their, in their work or in their, in their personal life, I think they may all sort of describe what you're saying, which is that they were misguided at times or at a time with the belief system that the you know that the that that the outside experiences were enough to feel safe but we always you know hit that moment where we recognize that's not true absolutely yeah mm -hmm. it's interesting mm -hmm. now because now it's i'm on a mission to find other people who have had success and i want to understand how they maintain the drive once they've achieved the thing. Because that, like, getting to another level is great, but then continually staying hungry for growth and continuing to stay hungry is, like, that's the season I'm in right now. I'm, the thing I'm writing next is this idea of being unmoored, right? Like, I've left the harbor. Mm. 
I mm. thought the hard I thought the hard choice was leaving the harbor, like recognizing that I am a boat who was built for this. I thought that was the hard thing. That is not the hard. Like it, it right. was a hard thing. The hard thing has been spending the last two years in unstable waters with identity crisis, learning how to work well with my wife, the transition out of like all of that has been hard. Yeah. And amazing. Like it's been the best and the hardest. And like, yeah. interesting, I'm finding that like the, the fruit that's come out of the best and hardest, like living at the same time is what actually creates life in my being. Yeah. I also think that, you know, the answer to that question of like, how do you live without needing the more, the more, I guess is kind of what you were saying, but still continue to grow is making your personal growth, your highest priority. 100. Oh, yes. I'm because in. if that's I'm at in. the top of your agenda, then everything else will follow. Everything else will develop. Everything else will flow naturally. You know, this year I did this thing um, where I looked at the org chart of my company. Uh, I'll say our company because my husband and I run my, our company as well. And uh, I was like the CEO. I was like, no, this is a bunch of bullshit. Like, I'm not the CEO of this company. And so I said, Zach, you're the CEO. That's my husband. Jessica's the COO and Lindsay's the CMO. And I put my name, my name's still at the top of the org chart because, you know, without Gabby, it's kind of would be a lot of evergreen you know, yeah, messages. Yeah. It wouldn't be any growth. But I said that my title is Untethered Force of Light. Oh, yes. Put that on a card. That's my business card. Yes. I am the untethered force of light. And it's so clear to me. That's like, I'm, un I'm unapologetic about that. I don't want a title. I don't want to be, you know, in this achiever mentality. I'm not, I'm not, yeah. I just want to create. And literally I'm just sitting here in my pajamas two days before I have to pack for a big trip and uh, <laughs> joining you to talk. As you know. it should be. You know, what's crazy when we first made this choice to move from LA and do this work together, the title piece all driven by ego was so important in a way that now, yeah. like, you know, we're two years in, what we call each other and what our titles are, are the least of our worries. How we can show up well for each other, for the team and for the community right. is all that actually matters. And it's just amazing what time will do because man, my decision to leave, my, my title was president here. It has to be CEO here. Like it mattered so much for reasons that do not matter now at all. Time changes everything. Like the mentality yeah. I have now is just it really so does. Different. Uh, yeah. Okay, I want to respect your time. You were not planning to actually be here, Gabby. I like just no. This was such a gift. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for hijacking my day and my morning. We should definitely meet in person. Everyone, let's reiterate the fact that we've never spoken before. First time. Mutual first time admiration. Caller, long time, yeah, long time listener, first time caller. This is great. So great. Give Rachel a kiss for me. I will do it. I will see go, you, let's go you very soon. I hope you have a great trip to Australia. Bring all of the love and light. That country needs every single bit of it right now. So uh, bring it all. And I'll see you soon. I'm send me a galley of that book. I want to read that book. I'm, I'm very gonna excited. To, I'm going to send it today. I'll shoot you a DM right now. I'll send it today. All right. We'll see you Bye, soon. Eddie. Thank Bye. you. Bye, everybody. Ladies and gentlemen, what is happening on the Start Today morning show? For the love of all things good, we just had Gabby Bernstein jump into the show. Also, can we just appreciate, if you're on Facebook, look at the phone holder I'm using right now. It's a file folder, for goodness sake. All right. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, 
I wanted to uh, finish the idea that I was starting with, which was, I mean, what, what camera angles, Dave? Dave, have some self-respect, sir. Um, I, want to, I want to start, I want to end with what I started with, and that is this. I went out to the gym this morning. I had a workout. My son came and joined me, and I want to challenge you as we finish up this week. We are downloading software. We are downloading software to the mainframe of the heads, the minds, the belief systems of our kids. And if for any reason you are struggling to show up for yourself, I challenge you to show up for the opportunity to model what the capital T truths, the belief system, the belief in self might mean for your children from watching your example. I will have children who will know me as I am now and not as I was before. And I can appreciate now in a way that I couldn't then what it would have meant to my kids to grow up watching me not show up for my life. I know now what it might mean for my kids to have watched me have drinks to calm a, a, a long day, to take the rough edges off of a long day, teaching them negative coping mechanisms is a thing that they would have picked up because of my model. I understand now that the way they will think differently about me moving my body, me pushing myself physically to show myself what I am capable of, will change the way that they think about reaching, reaching for something different for themselves. Uh, they are watching all of these humans in our life, these baby humans, they are watching. And I am hopeful that as you are considerate of what it might mean to show up well for your life and download the right kind of software, that it being in their mainframe is going to be the thing that you get to 25 years from now. If you have younger kids, be proud of because of the way that they have started to show up for their life as grown adults. Ladies and gentlemen, have yourself a fantastic weekend. I am excited uh, for the week. How about this week on the Start Today Morning Show, by the way? Colin O'Brady, Jen Hatmaker, Brendan Burchard, Gabby Bernstein. Give me a break. Unbelievable. This has been a darn week. Uh, I am rooting for y'all. I hope that you have a fantastic weekend. And I am looking forward to being back here on Monday with Rachel Hollis who uh, is currently filming in our living room with a thousand strangers. Uh, we'll see you on Monday. Have a great day, guys. Hey, guys, thank you for listening to the Start Today Morning Show podcast. If you want to actually see the episodes, make sure you tune in in the morning every weekday, 8 a.m. Central on Facebook and Instagram on basically every channel we have. Our theme song is from Sarah Sunshine. Follow her at the Sarah Sunshine. Our executive producer is Cameron Berkman. The show is produced by Chelsea Harfouche and Kevin Westlake. With production help from Nicole Fisher. And I'd like to give special thanks to Hawk, the fish that will never die.